0: Algar Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Episode 132, Where the Rubber Meets the Road and Linked.
0: Hi, pals. It's, uh, well, we're we're getting uh, very near the end. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh yeah, we got uh this is this is uh, the last pair and then we got yeah. three more and that's it. Static's we're on, over.
2: We're on short time now, baby.
0: Yeah. And uh well they're really going out with um two more episodes.
2: Would you say they're going out with a bang, baby? <laughs>
0: I would not say that, baby. But, uh... <laughs> Nor would I. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: shit, I did. You tricked me. <laughs>
0: Uh, I did realize, uh, mm-hmm. very late, as, as I was, uh, finishing everything up here, that the first episode, uh, the title is a pretty good pun, actually, uh-huh. which I did not catch at first.
2: When, wait, when the rubber meets the road?
0: Yeah, it's so, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil your summary, but. Oh, yeah. The, the, the new bad guy, they keep making road puns because he's made out of, like, asphalt or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, the rubber meets the road. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. That's,
0: I mean, that's not bad because that's an expression.
2: It is an expression. I have heard that one before.
0: And the rubber did meet the road, so mm-hmm. that's that's something. Well, why don't we stop talking yeah, in riddles and you could fill people <laughs> in on what the fuck we're talking about. You guys
2: riddling in here? Oh mm-hmm.
0: god. No, I will not riddle you anything. Stop using that as a verb.
2: <laughs> riddle my this. What? <laughs> All right, so Rubber Band Man and Sharon are on a date when Rubber Band Man notices that Alva Industries is being attacked by Tarmac, a big Rocky Thing-type guy, but also he's made of road. I assume this is where the titular rubber and road meet.
0: Oh, so you actually did get it. Yes. Sorry about
2: that. Then Static and Dipshit, I mean, Richie, arrive, and everyone fights for a while before Tarmac uh, splits with some kind of antimatter engine that looks like the Silverhawks playset that I had as a kid. <laughs> Rubber Band Man fails to stop Tarmac from escaping because apparently he is dyslexic. Tarmac takes the Silverhawk's playset back to, oh good, Trapper and Specs, my favorite dipshits in the world. Good God, I am not going to miss these assholes. Anyway, they make fun of Tarmac to his face, apparently not understanding that he can melt the two of them into the smuggest pile of hot dog filling on the planet. Tarmac leaves, but then comes back when Carmen Dillo makes fun of him. And listen, if Carmen Dillo is making fun of you, you are low on Dakota's most dangerous supervillains. Static talks to RBM about his dyslexia, gives him a pep talk, and then they go back to Trapper and Spex's lair, and everybody fights some more. Eventually, Rubber Bandman is able to dis- disable the Silverhawks playset, and then we get a quick Sailor Moon says about dyslexia. The end.
0: Boy, we uh, we often have this generational divide because I said it was mm-hmm. like the end of a He-Man episode, and yep. uh, just like the Transformations, you said, mm-hmm. "Oh no, no, honey, that is Sailor Moon." Oh yeah, and went, okay, well that that's again generational thing. Mm-hmm. You're a kid of the '90s, and that's that's your uh, that's your touchstone there. But uh-huh. uh, to me, it was a He-Man thing.
2: Well, it's also I watched a lot of Sailor Moon for some reason. It mm. turns out. That's Can't strange. imagine. I don't know why it, I would I, be interested yeah, it in the pretty magical girl. Long. Turning just, into uh, a superhero some, uh, as if through complete, magic.
0: Complete uh, surprise here because flying, I uh, can't go very much higher Oh man!
2: Maggie, I'm really glad about your enjoyment of Sailor Moon. Ho ho! I don't own that one yet, but by I will. Ho ho!
0: Ah, there is a uh, not to get too far off topic here, but uh, there is a Studio Ghibli short. Uh, with Baby Yoda, that I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this will be good." It was three
2: minutes long. Yeah, no, <laughs> come on, I s- guys. I saw they teased that. I'm like, "Oh, wow, are they doing like a Star Wars movie? Like they're doing like a Studio Ghibli Star Wars movie yeah. or whatever?" No, we did a short with Baby Yoda. I mean, the thing is, they could make that cool. Uh huh. And it was,
0: it was cute. It mm-hmm. really was. Like, because they they managed to take things that are sort of cute and schmaltzy in America and find the genuine joy in them, and oh not yeah, make them feel like toy commercials. Mm. But, yeah, it was three minutes long.
2: I, listen, it's still better than the Star Wars Simpsons short, so. I
0: continue to pretend to not know what you're talking about.
2: Uh, Listen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. If you ever ever want to see exactly how far The Simpsons has fallen as a franchise, Mm. oh, boy. Yeah, well. It is so bad (laughs) Well speaking and so, of so I'm not done yet. And okay. so just for the company that made fun of Fox to its face for 30 years. Yeah. Just like, oh, Disney, can we can we uh can we lick your asshole just a little bit more, please?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, please do.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a good
0: rim job. Oh
2: <laughs> well, that's who right, I know what a rim job is. <laughs> Hi, Mickey Mouse, know what a rim job. Oh god, I'm sorry. Uh our show has been bought and cancelled. <laughs>
0: The thing is, if if you watch the more recent Mickey shorts, they're not quite that filthy, but there's definitely some in-between-the-lines mm-hmm. implications that Mickey might know things like that.
2: <laughs> are you saying Mickey Mouse fucks? I am
0: saying... Well, that Mickey does. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of Mickeys over the years, but that one,
2: yeah, probably that weird That weird little nasty Mickey.
0: Mm-hmm. You've seen some of those, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love those. They're, they're amazing. Very, yeah, they're very good. Uh,
0: so speaking of cartoons you are not particularly fond of... hmm uh, you did not like this episode I at did all. not
2: care for this episode at all. And, Ooh, let's like, get into it. Okay, so, like, I feel like this episode really could have done something with Rubber Band Man's dyslexia. But most of the episode just plays it off like he can't read at all, which is not something that you should be doing with one of your black characters.
0: Actually, I gotta, I gotta take issue with that.
2: Yeah, please. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, need to preface this like I always do. I am not an expert. Don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. If some if an actual person of color wants to step in and say, "Shut up, whitey." Please do. But my understanding is if you have a decent amount of representation, mm-hmm. say a show with a black main character with mostly black supporting cast and you know, most of the characters on the show are people of color. Sure. Then it's not insulting or offensive to have one of them. Lightly stereotyping, or having a problem, or you know what I mean, like
2: that—that—that that, that is fair
0: because he does not stand in for all of a certain group. He is just one of many, and mm-hmm. typically, when you see these after-school specials and stuff like that dealing with things like this, it's always a white kid. So yeah. I think it's actually good for representation for uh, the p- potential kids of color in the audience to say, "Oh, this is a problem that could happen to me also." Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I—I—I I, I disagree with you. That but is please. entirely
2: fair. It's just, it's like, and also making the character be Rubber Band Man, a character who has appeared multiple times, like, to Mm -hmm. the point that he, this is a supporting character. He's dating one of the supporting characters. Yeah. And, And like, it just Often when he's
0: not in an episode, they'll still name check him because he is part of this world.
2: Yeah. Like, Sharon mentions him as just, like, her boyfriend occasionally throughout the series. Like, this is a character. And the fact that this doesn't come up until his last episode. Yeah, we are...
0: in the middle or near the end of the fourth season and he's been here since pretty much day
2: one it just it feels like you could absolutely have done something with this and made it like a really interesting like choice for the character but it feels yep. so tacked on at this point you know
0: well and that was that was my big problem with it, yeah was like I I mean I don't feel like I have a good handle on him I think we've talked about this before where like his first appearance, he was like a like an angry uh, music guy who had been screwed over, and he was getting mm-hmm. revenge. And then he reformed, and I liked all that. Yeah, but I don't feel like we're watching the same guy. I feel like no. he's changed so much th- and not evolved, just changed. Yeah, that I don't have a handle on. Him. But that said, I we have seen him many many times. Mm-hmm. As you've pointed out, you have to summarize it every time, and yeah, it's not by design. We just take turns.
2: He keeps yeah. showing up in my episodes. Yeah.
0: He's just in every fourth episode, and so it, it works out that you have to review all those. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, this is such a like we've seen him functionally doing lots of things that mm-hmm. if he has if he struggles this hard it would have come up before.
2: Well, and like the episode opens with like him and Sharon on a date and like he looks at the at the menu and mm-hmm. like he's just, he, like he just covers for it like uh, I'll tell you, I have whatever whatever you're having you know. Yeah, and it, I'm just, it,
0: it feels to her like he's being romantic or sweet or yeah, whatever, exactly. But, you know,
2: but I'm like, dude, we've spent a lot of time with you. Like, yeah, I cannot believe that this has never come up before. It just it, it just makes it feel like, well, we got we're going to do the dyslexia episode. Let's give it to. Oh, I don't know. Uh, rubber band man. That'll do. Mm. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Yeah.
0: I don't know how it could have been better if you're doing this in late season four, because, I mean, it obviously can't be mm-hmm. Richie or Virgil. Oh, Yeah. It probably shouldn't be Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go into the, we're going to introduce a brand new friend for them at the school, which we're usually not fans That's of. There's never, yeah. So I, uh, given it's, the available choices, I guess this is okay. It's
2: hard to do, but like, I was thinking about this, like having, having it come up in the episode that he is dyslexic, but like he, like he has like been through all of this, like he's, he's using his, the, the. He's using his own techniques and stuff. Well, too. and I actually like, like that. I like yeah. that.
0: He brings up, uh, I did, uh, they put me in a special class mm-hmm. and I learned like some coping mechanisms and I do know how to do this. It's just when I'm under stress, mm-hmm. it takes a minute to use that. And I like that.
2: Yeah. It, like if we had that as like, this is, this is how I, this is how I deal with it. And yeah. like maybe talking just like someone who like, like a kid with dyslexia or something like that could be something, you know?
0: Also, I thought what should happen is like the thing should happen early in the episode where he couldn't act quickly enough and he felt bad about it. Mm -hmm. And as a former possibly current question mark pop star Mm -hmm. and also a beloved superhero, if he came out as dyslexic and worked with kids and worked with, you know, organizations that help kids like that, that would be so good. Mm -hmm. But instead they, what they did was they cooked up seven or eight situations where having to read very quickly was vital. Yeah. And we just saw him sweating like the guy in the meme trying to pick which button to push. <laughs> and I just, just felt real bad for him. You know? Yeah,
2: it's like you could really, you could do something with this and you could make it really good and not like after school especially, which is what it feels like, I, you know? It, it,
0: it had moments of that, but honestly, I thought they treated it better. Like I think, I you were clearly like uh, you felt. If it, it seemed, I don't want to speak for you, but mm-hmm. looking through your notes and talking to you, it feels like you felt a little insulted by this. Like, uh, like just
2: a little bit, you know. Yeah, and like, I get
0: that. But we both have dyslexic people in our lives, like yeah. pretty close to us. I don't want to, like, if those people don't want to talk about it, I don't yeah, want no. to just say who they are. We there was uh, we were going to have uh, a guest on for this one actually that might have uh, discussed it, but unfortunately mm. uh, couldn't make it. It'd but um, yeah. there's. Uh, you know there there's some things i think they talked about that like i i remember one or two things from when i grew up in the 80s about dyslexia that just made it sound like uh, you know at that point the the rap was like oh you're you're disabled you yeah. can get over it but you're like that kid who doesn't have a leg and yeah. you're both you're both you're both less than and you both need and it look it's shitty for the kid without a leg too <laughs> but I'm just saying, like the 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 angle that pop culture would take is Oh like, yeah, there's something wrong with you, but we'll help you. You yeah. need our help. And here it was more like I, I really liked and it was in the in the corny ass PSA thing at the mm-hmm. end, but I really liked saying my brain processes visual information differently. What as a as a kid with undiagnosed ADHD, I yeah. wasn't diagnosed until I was twenty two. Like I, I squeaked through high school with a 2.0 GPA. I didn't do great. Like this is this is my life story here. But really, yeah. it, it's one of, it's literally the most important thing in my life that ever happened. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Getting diagnosed and saying, oh, this is why I'm like it, yeah. it. it's a lot like you transitioning. Uh huh. It, it's a very different thing, but in terms of suddenly shedding light on a lifetime of things that didn't make oh, sense yeah. in a different context.
2: No, listen, the. The, oh, this is why I'm like this revelation yeah. is one of the best things that can ever happen to a person i yeah. found.
0: I'm not trying to co-opt what you're going through at no, all because they're at very all. different experiences, but broadly speaking.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I, I would have
0: loved something to explain what ADHD was and to say, you're not broken. No. You just work differently. And a lot of the workarounds and the, the stuff, like the thing that got through to me that made me not feel miserable about it, mm. I, and I don't remember if I read it in a book or a doctor told me it's been a long, it, you know, I was 22. It was a long time ago now. <laughs> But uh, was there. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's that you're wired differently and society is built for people who are wired, you know, like the majority. Yeah. So it's it's not that you're broken or that you're less than it's that you live among people who don't think the way you do. And Mm -hmm. so you have to struggle to do it their way. And yeah, that's the vibe I got from the dyslexia thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you're not broken. But you do live in a world where people don't really accommodate for for the way you work, so you have to you have to struggle a little bit. And mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So like they could have been really condescending, and and maybe they still were a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't it's so bad.
2: Just it feels like it's it it feels like just a little bit more work, and this could have been really something. You know. Yeah,
0: I agree. It comes from a good place.
2: It does. Um, like I really like this is my good thing basically. Mm-hmm. So the episode ends with rubber band man using his powers and like like actual he's got to figure out how to
0: disarm the the fusion bomb or whatever which has some like instructions that alva gives them yeah
2: exactly and like he does this cool thing where like he's making the words on his arm so he could like feel them and sort of like yep like get into them i guess yep and i thought that was really interesting like the bit where he's where he's like okay so it's too long to be clockwise so i loved that yeah it's great
0: Like it's, it's, yeah, too many letters to be clockwise. So logically, it has to be. It's like, it's like the way you work out a wordle or like a, like a crossword puzzle Mm -hmm. where you might not know the clue or whatever, but yeah, you can logic out. Well, it can't be this. It can't be this. So it must be this.
2: Yeah. I love that. If we have like the character, like from the, like, you know, from the beginning, just like this is how, this is how I, I, this is how I've figured out how to, how to make this work. And like, I don't know, talking to like a kid or something, like that feels well, so much better to me.
0: I would love that as just a character detail, not as yeah. an obstacle he has to overcome, but an obstacle that he has already overcome. Yeah. And you just see, oh, this is how he operates. He yeah. he reads differently than I do, but he still gets there in the end, so who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. But they did turn it into that's his conflict in the episode, and I didn't I didn't love
2: that. It's it's not, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate.
0: Uh my bad thing, and I wrote this before I, I heard your summary, is I mm-hmm. used the exact words you did. Oh, good. Trapper and Specs are here again, which is exactly what you wrote in your summary.
2: I loathe these characters, and I am so, so uh, glad that we're. this is their last appearance. Uh,
0: so are you saying you don't care for these characters, Miss Maggie?
2: Mm-hmm. Eh. I don't get that reference.
0: <laughs> no, then you're supposed to say, uh, no, I, I don't care for them, Mr. Al.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. Just, yeah, that's all right. No,
0: it threw I it don't... off because of the mister thing, I think. Yeah. You're it's... not used oh. to hearing female pronouns there, but... Uh... It's also early. Yeah.
2: I've uh, but yeah i will only had one Dr. Pepper so far today. <laughs> I
0: never cared about these characters. Yeah. And bringing them back for the third time is like... Like, the second time was like, okay, they're trying to kiss up to Alva... He doesn't want their bullshit. I can't mm-hmm. see where this is All coming right. from. But the third time is like, what is your motive here? You want to blow up the city? Why? I don't. You live in the city, like? I mean, it was the it was the old the the very very old tired villain thing of uh, holding the city for ransom. I'll
2: hold the city to ransom and blow up the ocean. Mm-hmm. They'll have to give us what we want. Well, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Money. <laughs>
0: I thought you wanted diamonds.
2: Now we want both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate there's, the Zazaros.
0: There's a new um, Aquateens thing out, which oh, yeah. got me thinking of adults who were like, hey, why don't they bring back C-Lab too? Yeah, well, why don't they? Eh, I'm, I'm, it's probably best that they don't. I
2: mean, like did, the the guy that played Murphy died, didn't he? Oh yeah, he
0: died during production, so yeah. they had to switch to the other captain. It was fine, but it, they really lost something there. Mm. Um, my good thing, it will it will stun you to learn. Uh, is about uh, Richie. Mm-hmm. It's about Virgil and Richie, but it's about uh-huh. Richie and comedy. Ah, they uh, do act- go on. They actually found this is this is a an exchange that lasts maybe fifteen seconds. But whoever wrote this episode, I don't have that information right in front of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, found the sweet spot. Found how to make Richie funny. Yeah, and it's don't have him trying to outdo Virgil. And don't try to have him, like, be the smartest guy in the room. Have he and Virgil? Have him and Virgil work together. Mm-hmm. They have some really good back and forth. Yeah, they heard Tarmac's name and they start fucking around and saying, "What was your name? Thumbtack? Backpack?" And it was. It was a nice like because they were both doing it. Yeah, and it's like when you and I fall into a really good groove where we're just mm-hmm. riffing on something and we're like, "Oh yeah, I know what she's gonna say" because we've been doing this for a million years and yep. we know how to be funny together. Like. It's- it felt like that. They felt like old friends making jokes together. And it's like, that's how you make Richie funny is you yeah. make him work with Virgil, not against him.
2: Well, and, like, one of the reasons, like I was reading, one of the reasons they bumped uh, Richie up to, like, uh, gear was because, like, him and him and Virgil have good chemistry, you know? They can they're if written, they're written to, properly. If, if, this is my point. If they're, like, if Richie's not the most irritating person on the planet, which he <laughs> always is.
0: Well, if you go to your, like, and I, I look. There's a lot of good writers working on the show and some that I don't recognize that might also be good at other things. I don't know. I'm not trying to say these are hacks, mm-hmm. but I am saying if you go to your I'm writing a cartoon for kids hack Bible, one of the stock characters is Richie. One of the stock characters is the annoying sidekick who knows everything mm-hmm. and makes wisecracks, but he's kind of terrible. It's just, it's lazy, you know what I mean? Like, they're just yeah. writing, they're writing the default character from everything. They're writing, like, Xander from Buffy. Yeah. But not funny, you know?
2: Mal does not watch this with me, but she's usually in the room when I'm watching it, mm-hmm. and...
0: She... Oh, yeah, it's always fun to get the the perspective of someone dropping in for five minutes and then dropping back out again for five episodes or whatever.
2: There, there there was an episode, I forget if it was this week or last week, where Richie says something and she goes, Why is he always the first person to say something?
0: Mm-hmm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because again, flying
2: out of the clouds, just like, ah, this guy looks like a real douche nozzle. It's like the
0: formula says and then the wisecracking guy says something Mm -hmm. and then the hero says something earnest or. uh, okay, you guys are better than this. You've I've seen it. I know you can be this. Like I said, that scene I'm talking about was was part of it. And the fact that backpack was one of the names. Yeah. What is your stupid name? Is it backpack? What a stupid name. (laughs) That made me me particularly happy.
2: <laughs> I would have loved that one coming out of Virgil. What a stupid <sighs> name. Who named something Backpack?
0: Uh-huh. But uh, also, uh, we got a, mm, this is kind of a mild, hey, it's that guy. And mm-hmm. uh, hard, not hard to spot this one. Hey, they had a big lumbering, monstery guy, and it was John DiMaggio going, Argh! what you to <sighs> say? Boy, it yeah. sure was. I mean, look, I love the guy, and he was perfectly cast here. Mm-hmm. That's all.
2: <laughs> what uh, do you I- think, Tarmac? I think Bender is great.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. remember me actually this takes us to your quote which oh, is uh, yeah. some of his uh,
2: banter that's being this is, uh, generous so they uh, they play up the fact that uh, Tarmac is dumb you can yeah. tell uh, because Trapper and uh, Specs say it 8 million times to his face
0: uh huh
1: you better run cause I'm Tarmac the living chunk of the biggest baddest road that you'll ever drive on and the road is hard
2: Uh, And again, I mentioned this in the summary, but like, I can't, you guys are dumb and you have no powers. He could pulp you both. Well, they, they, they're supposed to be smart. I, yeah, they're supposed Mm to be.
0: Yeah. No, I like, um, I actually, for a second, for Mm -hmm. a split second, I saw the potential in sort of making them decent uh, uh, matches for Richie Mm -hmm. because they're all supposed to be, yeah, putting aside our actual opinions of them Mm -hmm. on paper. They're supposed to be very smart, very like inspired young people who have abilities because they're smart enough to build things mm-hmm. to, to do it for them. That could be a cool matchup. Like like you're like me, but you're yeah. bad. Like that could be, but they never did anything with yeah. that. Like there was a I think there was like one split second in this episode where like uh Richie's trying to outsmart Oh, it was um yeah, it was uh, Trapper or Specs have like a pretty cool um security system in their in their lair. Oh yeah. Where the computer has like a, a, a 3D grid and he's like, uh, oh, there's a there's a projectile coming for me, uh computer deactivate grid D five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Richie outsmarts him and it's like, yeah, if it was more like this where they're just it's like a chess match between these yeah. guys,
2: that could be pretty cool. Well, I like I like Richie's reaction, which is, Oh, you have like a whatever targeting system, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. But also, yeah. I know how that works, so I know how to beat it. And yeah. like
2: that that's like,
0: that's what Richie's supposed to be mm-hmm. for. That's I've responded to Richie the most positively when they lean into the genius thing and away from the wisecracking, you know, whatever yeah. thing. Uh
2: <sighs> all
0: right. Anything else?
2: Uh let's see. I do not have a lot of notes for this one because I spent a lot of it being very angry.
0: Yeah, you were you were not happy with this.
2: Uh Shiv appears in at uh, they basically have like a bar with no name segment where it's just like a bunch where of all guys, the super like, villains hang out. all yeah. the supervillains at the bar and Shiv's in the background and yeah. I actually had like like heart palpitations like oh god please don't have Shiv show up please uh, we
0: got I, enough shitty wisecracking could you could you just move on
2: please god I'm begging I'm begging you I ask for so little and I receive it
0: mhm there was there was a lot of speaking of hack cartoons mm-hmm. there was uh, for a little while there some real Skeletor stuff at one point someone referred to rubber band man as you elastic buffoon i <laughs> and show you,
2: you fool
0: uh, there was another bit where someone called someone adult like come on this show's a little better than that
2: yeah right? seriously
0: it can be anyway
2: I mean yeah I, it really it sort of feels like this show's kind of on its last legs mm,
0: it's always been inconsistent is the yeah point. and honestly the animation continues to get a little better like mm-hmm. like it it's straight, if you just showed me one of these, one of these two episodes first, I'd say, yeah, this fits in with, like, maybe not original Batman, but definitely, like, later Batman and Justice League and all that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the writing has been all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Alright, anything else?
2: Um. No, I think that's it. Okay. You want well, to tell us about Linked?
0: Uh, I will tell you a little bit about Linked. I, uh, I unfortunately was running a little late today and my, my summer's a little short, but uh, mm. I, will, I will do my best. Honestly, not much happened in it anyway. and if I had didn't <laughs> days and days to write a summary, I'm not sure it would be much longer anyway. <laughs> okay, some Dr. Octopus-looking motherfucker is stealing giant wads of cash from Dakota's various giant wads of cash stores, but never mind that, we're meeting another professional athlete. Oh, except it turns out he's also a Dr. Octopus-looking motherfucker, and he knows the other one. Because both of these fellows, the one who doesn't deserve the insane amounts of money he has, and the criminal, take that, professional athletes, were, by their own description, gangbangers who got caught up in the Big Bang. So gangbang babies, I guess. Hey, and you thought it couldn't get any worse. The two of them were climbing a chain-link fence when the Big Bang hit, so naturally they both developed metal tentacles they control with their minds. And since they're the same, I guess this collectively makes them a Dr. Hexadecapus? Sharon gets caught up in their bitter rivalry, nearly plummets into a vat of chemicals placed precariously over a catwalk. Seriously, how do these even still exist in the DCAU? But then the athlete, one, does it, learns to give a care. And also, Static and Gear were there, I guess.
2: Yeah, very good. That's, like, did I miss uh, any salient points there, the really? Boy, you sure didn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> this was just... It was very by the number. In fact, let me just go into my bad thing. Yeah, please. We have done this exact story at least once before. I like Sharon. I like that she does social work, like her dad. Like she's mm-hmm. she's doing good things for for society, and also doing like following in the footsteps of her dad. And I like that. I like that she works with at risk youth who are likely to be mixed up in the Big Bang. Like it it mostly hit you know kids in gangs. That was the whole point in the in the pilot was like mm-hmm. Virgil was being roped into doing gang shit with a friend and he didn't want to be there like so I get that that those are the most of the people that's why they're mostly criminals so it's likely she's dealing with kids like this that they're gonna have powers or whatever but a story where she's counseling a person who has powers and disappointed that he's using them to do shady things we've done this exact story at least once
2: I cannot remember the character but we absolutely did to the point where I was like wait did they bring that guy back but they did. it felt
0: a little like some early rubber band man stuff too yeah. But I, it, was, it was just a bunch of that kind of thing and it's just like you guys there's so many interesting ideas in this in this whole scenario and you're just doing this again.
2: Also, so. I've mentioned this before, but good god that dock was crowded that night.
0: Ah. It was supposed to be like a big West Side Story rumble where both the gangs lined up and snapped their fingers and then got powers, I guess.
2: Uh, and also a lot of people like just showed up and were like, uh, I see, I see there's a uh, gang fight going on over here. I think mm-hmm. I'll just hang around for a bit. Uh, they
0: were sitting in the bleachers.
2: You know, people, small children, dogs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Chompus, I don't know if Chompus started as a dog. That would make more sense.
2: I kind of like the idea that Chompus uh, was a dog that turned into a guy.
0: So w- which is Carmandillo then?
2: Uh, I honestly I like to believe that Carmondillo already looked like that for some reason.
0: Oh, and like the penguin, he just leaned into people made fun of me, so I'll just start calling myself this.
2: Like he wasn't even at the at the Big Bang. He just like, well, excuse me, wow, a lot of people are suddenly got powers. Maybe I can uh, just start hanging out with them. Yeah, pass myself off
0: as one of these, and uh, people will stop making fun of me so much. I
2: mean, that would explain why his name is Carmindillo.
0: Uh huh. I mean, like the DCAU has guys like this. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I say the penguin, Killer Croc, like yep. sometimes people are born looking kind of like animals. It yep. it happens. So, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um so along these lines,
2: yes. the
0: the idea that the Big Bang gave you powers with the uh with the properties of whatever you happen to be near. Mm-hmm.
2: Has that ever come up before? I don't think so. I as far as I could tell Everyone just got sort of randomly assigned powers. Yeah, I thought
0: it was like mutations. I thought it was like kind of like the fucking the Terrigen Mist or whatever Mm -hmm. from from Marvel, or you know, or just like X Men. Like you're born with a gene that gives you whatever. Like it's random. Like
2: like, when these guys both get the the Doctor Octopus powers, I was watching them. Like it's like it's weird that like you know these two guys that know each other just have the same powers and.
0: Oh, it turns out they were in the, like, they were both climbing a chain-link fence, which yeah. gives you octopus tentacles that are made of metal?
2: Metal? What? I don't, like... Like, Doc,
0: the whole thing about Doc Ock is he built that. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, you know, like, I gave, I'm, i like, like the, the the type of character Richie is. I'm smart and I gave myself powers. Yeah. But these guys have them, are they growing out of them?
2: I guess. Like, they're super vague about it, too, because, like... Yeah this one guy has them, but he could still like play football. And this other guy has them and he's like, Uh people can always see them. But then he just puts them under a big Ben Grimm coat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he lives in, you know, he did the, the standard thing where he lives in like a flop house or a cheap yeah. hotel or whatever. And, and the, the lady at the desk is like, you owe me the rent. And he just throws down the money. He just stole like, where's the rent. So he's walking by in his big, yeah. Like you said, the big Ben yeah. Grimm coat. Um,
2: like I get not willing to wear a big coat all the time. But uh, you know, did they did they maybe want
0: to do organic tentacles like a like a proper mutation? And the standards and practices said that's too disturbing. You have to make them look robotic or something. I could
2: absolutely see that, and honestly, that would have been a lot cooler. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that as a uh, tentacle enthusiast.
0: <laughs> you are the biggest tentacle enthusiast I have ever known, mm-hmm. and and I like I know people who are properly into hentai. Oh yeah. You just like tentacles. It's I just not... think they're cool. Like... I don't think it's a I don't think it's a pervy thing. I think no. people, like, you just have them like painted on your body.
2: Yeah. They're neat. Yeah. I have them permanently inked on my body. That's actually. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. yeah. You paid someone to very painfully draw them on there so they'd always be there.
2: Yep. I'd like to be able to look at tentacles all the time, please.
0: Mm-hmm. But again, not in a pervy way.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Just draw me a cool squid monster guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Here
0: you go and actually the tentacle thing kind of ties into your good thing.
2: I mean, they're good tentacle effects.
0: They were and the you you do get a full payoff of what you would expect for two guys with tentacles sort of facing off against each other. Like there was yep. a lot of good animation and stuff of the sort of intertwined
2: and that well, kind of thing. There's like the way they just are constantly moving is really mm-hmm. cool to me. Like yeah. it like when when one of the characters is just talking and like standing stock still, they're still in the background going like yep.
0: and that's i, I would imagine like, animating it once is a pain in the ass, but then you just sort of cycle it or whatever. That, yeah. But this show did not put in that kind of work in season one. That's what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's so much better visually these days. Yeah. But, you know. And, like, so. <laughs> yeah. Using it like to tell a story like this. Sorry, go ahead. The,
2: the 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 two guys fighting each other, and they just get, getting like, wrapped around each other. It's very yeah. cool. It's also how you get a rat king, so maybe watch out for that shit. I, but, uh... I think, I,
0: I, I go back and forth on this. I was thinking about this. It was kind of cool that you couldn't tell where one guy started and the other guy ended. On the yeah. other hand, if they made them slightly different colors or something, it might have been more visually interesting.
2: I think so, yeah.
0: Or maybe it's cooler because you can't tell. I, I don't know. I, I Like I say, there's arguments for both.
2: Oh, this guy has green tentacles and this guy has purple tentacles and feels like he can take on the world.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think you should drink that. It's bad for you. <laughs> I was thinking, I this show has dealt with uh, professional athletes a fair amount. Uh-huh. And and school athletes once or twice as I recall, but like and I I hope I'm not stereotyping. I think it's because they wanted to tell some stories about black culture. Like sure, a, like a lot of prominent black celebrities are athletes, and mm-hmm. Batman's probably not going to have basketball players and shit hanging out. So this is a good place to to do that. I yeah, I'm guessing. I don't I don't know that, but it feels like that's why they're doing that, and it's cool but what i think would have been a much more interesting story is there's a metahuman playing sports is he using his superhuman abilities to get ahead in sports and it, like does that mean he should be thrown out of the league you know what i mean exactly. like you do like yeah. a he's doing steroids kind of thing mm-hmm. that could have been a really interesting angle but this guy's powers wouldn't give him an advantage on the field anyway
2: yeah i don't i don't understand how like they possibly... like
0: like, he's a football he, player, and the tentacles can't catch or throw a ball, so no. they don't help him.
2: It's like like they mentioned that, like, he's got these powers, and he's being, uh, he's out and of the hiding now. Them. You yeah. Know. Yeah. But it's like, you know.
0: That could have he, been a, like, that. that's the angle to make this a, an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You give him some kind of powers that give him a slight edge, mm-hmm. and then you say he shouldn't be playing, and then you get into a wider thing of, look five percent of this town was affected by the big bang does that mean they shouldn't play sports anymore yeah, you know like, like it could be an interesting story yeah i'm sure i'm sure superhero stuff has done that before but i oh, haven't absolutely. seen it in any of these yeah so um but yeah like the tentacles would help him i don't know if he was like a soccer goalie that he's mm-hmm. got more reach to sort of block the net but other well- than that I feel like they just get in the way.
2: I was even thinking, like, if he had, like, if he was playing like basketball and, like, they, like, they were going down his, like, pant legs and, like, sort of springing him. you know? Oh, I could like,
0: see that. Yeah. Or, or they can reach higher than his arms can to, like, block a shot or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, neither of us knows a lot about sports, but I no. think I, I can still kind of picture them helping in a couple of situations. But for the most part, mm-hmm. they just seem like they'd be a. De- if anything, he should like be given more credit for. Being able to excel while having fucking wriggling pieces of metal strapped to his yeah, back.
2: Yeah, that's impressive. I couldn't do that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I couldn't do it just on my own with my normal-ass default human body.
2: hmm yeah. Uh, Listen, I'm actually an amazing football player, but uh, okay. I just don't do it because of my uh, the metal tentacles on my back.
0: Right, exactly. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your bad
2: thing? Uh, that's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. I that's mean, again- just- it's two of them mm
0: -hmm. it's uh hexadecopus like this this got me to look up the prefix for 16. That's
2: uh that that that's that's Dr. Octopus. Yeah it is
0: that is just Doc Ock.
2: Yep yep and um um, I I have a I I fucking love Dr. Octopus.
0: Oh yeah I I'm aware of this.
2: He is one of my favorite uh Spider-Man villains and there's a lot of good Spider-Man villains.
0: Yeah absolutely. There's a lot of shitty Spider-Man villains that I enjoy also. Mm-hmm. Also. <clears throat> but uh, none of them tried to marry Aunt May.
2: It's like, oh no, the White Rabbit's here. She sucks and I love her.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't remember the White Rabbit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember Rocket Racer?
2: Oh yeah. Again. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yep. 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 He's got a, b- or a big wheel.
0: Mm. Does he have a big wheel?
2: He does. He's got a big wheel. Mm, well. It keeps on turning now.
0: Yeah. Is it in the sky? No. Oh well, that's not the same wheel I was thinking of.
2: It's just a big wheel that rolls through New York City and over oh. J. Jonah Jameson's car.
0: Oh well, yeah, he's got to come.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, that guy absolutely deserves to get webbed to his chair.
0: Oh yeah, and and uh, web like you know over his mouth too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean peeling that off your mustache. Oh, oh yeah, got to be painful. But uh, he,
2: you know, that's why he's got that Hitler mustache because the rest of the mustache got pulled off.
0: Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorite uh, sweater you have probably seen this. You might mm-hmm. have even read the book. I don't know, but it was like a—it was like an anthology title. I think it was called Spidey. Mm-hmm. I think it was an anthology title. It was—it—it was, it wasn't connected to the main continuity, regardless.
2: Oh, is this the like recent Spidey from like ten years ago or whatever? Like, yeah, or, yeah, like, recent. Sp- dish, this isn't yeah. like Spidey Super Stories. No, 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 no. Okay, no,
0: no. Um, and it had uh, uh, Captain America. Going basically like 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 Spidey's dad Mm -hmm. going to the Daily Bugle to say, could you could you knock it off? This kid's actually a hero. He fights alongside me all the time. And like Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Jonah's like saluting him and like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you you know, you're a great service to our country or whatever. And he's like, well, you're being real shitty to my friend Spider-Man. And also and they do a really good like three panel gradual close up of the mustache. Yeah. I've fought people like you. Yeah. And then in the next scene, uh Jonah doesn't have his mustache anymore. Mm, it's it's like, so good. Captain America called out my uh, Hitler stash. Yeah, uh, he's probably right. hmm <sighs> Oh, we're off topic again. No okay. way.
2: Miss Brandt, get me pictures of better mustaches I could have.
0: I mean, you kind of have to start from scratch, sir. You you're you're down to the smallest mustache. Miss <laughs> Brandt, get me
2: the get me as many fake mustaches as you can find.
0: Mm-hmm. Or uh A lot of posters of Charlie Chaplin. Look, I'm not doing Hitler. I'm doing that guy, see? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's too bad. Uh, It's been ruined forever. mm -hmm. Uh, My good thing about this episode of the show that we're here to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, Static Shock. Sure. Not Spider-Man comics. Mm -hmm. I I know this is a you know, surprised you.
2: There's a different podcast that we could probably do that would probably be pretty good actually. Uh, all right. I
0: would have to just lean back and listen to you most of the time. I've only read a very small handful of the in the grand scheme of things. Like mm. I read a lot of Spidey comics, but nowhere near as much as you. Uh anyway, my good thing I continue to enjoy Mr. Hawkins. He's not even in this episode much. Sure. But I like that they've they've sort of contrived reasons why he knows Shaq and mm-hmm. the the fucking Power Ranger basketball gang or whatever the fuck they were called and yep oh god I just you know the hoop squad I hoop remember. squad baby I just didn't want to remember um you gotta I, think like, about
2: hoop squad
0: he's uh he's not like. He's not just connected to them because of his charity work. Apparently, in his youth, like, we got the typical sort of sitcom scene where he's bragging about his his glory days as an athlete, and, and and Virgil's just rolling his eyes, like, yeah, yeah,
2: whatever. Whatever.
0: And then this actual pro comes up and calls him the Streak. Like, yeah. oh, he actually was very fast. He had a nickname that indicates mm-hmm. that. Uh, and uh, guess what? Your dad was a, a big deal. Virgil, yeah. Virgil, take it from me, Rashid the Rocket Randall. Mm-hmm. And Virgil's like... Shit, I guess my dad was actually pretty cool. I yeah, was, I, I really like that. It was a good. It's moment. good, yeah. I always, I always enjoy those little moments with the with the Hawkins family.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, that dude played by uh, Michael Clark Dun- Duncan. Yeah,
0: uh, the first live action Kingpin. Yeah, among other things. Uh, sadly, no longer with us. But yeah, yeah good good pull. Like yep, good pull. Good voice, good actor. Also, good job not making him a villain. Oh yeah, because he's got a great sort of deep rumbly voice, and that would be the obvious choice. But mm-hmm. they instead they just made him like a, you know, like a like a famous athlete. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the
2: name the name was so specific. I was like, is this an actual? Yeah, guy? this
0: must be a. Re- yeah, that's why I looked it up too. Yeah, because I don't know. You know, we, no, we've of said course many I don't times. know. We don't know sports. Like I, yeah, I I knew Shaq because everybody knows Shaq, and uh, uh, Yao Ming I recognized, mm-hmm. and that was it. I was like, Carl eh, yeah, Malone end- might be a guy.
2: I um, they uh, one of the songs they play in this episode is very much a uh, I Mal identified it as the uh, ESPN sports song, basically. Ah, and nope. I identified it as that sports song that's not the other sports song.
0: <laughs> there's so many sports songs. There's though. There's
2: so many sports songs. And
0: then there's so many songs have been uh, that have been appropriated as sports songs. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. over in England, uh, always look on the bright side of life as a sports song. Really. It's, you know how every soccer team has, like, various chances. Sure. Stuff. Like, that's that's the one. I think it's, I, I could be wrong. Someone please write it and tell me if I am. But I think it's like, our team is down. We might lose. So they start singing that song. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's cute.
2: I, um, years ago, uh, uh, I was trying to find a song called, uh, uh, Chelsea Dagger. Like, I didn't know the name. Oh, Lord. And I had to, like, I was in that thing where I'm like, I want to ask people online what it is, but I can't just go. What is the song that goes dot dot da 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 da, yeah. da 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 But I so I did it anyway. It's like I'm trying to figure this out. And uh Bruton and Andy, friend of the show, goes, "That's Chelsea Dagger. It's the uh, one of the sports. It's one of the the songs uh-huh. for such and such. Uh, yeah, team. that feels
0: that's that's a, that's an extremely on brand thing for Andy to do. I yep. love I love that that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. We don't talk to him much anymore. Yeah, I know. Very good. They're a complete side note for just you, basically. Basically, the, no, yeah. The listeners aren't gonna care about this, mm-hmm. but uh, their their daughter graduated high school this past year.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm old.
0: Y- yeah, exactly. Grown ass woman uh, mm-hmm. with her with her brother pretty close behind. They yep. they used to do child voices on our old sketch show.
2: Yeah, they sure did.
0: Got them in a lot of trouble because I wrote a sketch that was like a like a uh, it was like Breaking Bad. It was like the the Snoopy snow cone machine, but for meth. Oh, yeah. And I, I wanted to have real that. kid voices because I thought it would be funny, and it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Andy, our friend, uh, got the kids to do it, and Marissa, our other friend, his wife, the, the, the children's mother, uh, did not know about this until she heard the show. And she's like, Andrew, what did you do? <laughs> and I just sort of stepped away. So I nothing. I had nothing to do. I asked him. He said, okay. <laughs> oh, that's
2: very good. Uh, what else? Ah, good question. Mhm. Good thing bad thing.
0: Those are the things we talk Those about. Those
2: are the things we did the things.
0: Mhm. There's a bit where uh Mr. Hawkins introduces like uh you know, this is my son Virgil and uh my daughter Sharon and their friend Richie and I just I was just waiting for Sharon to go. He's not my friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had this moment where I'm just like, you don't need to bring Richie to everything. I
0: mean, now that he's a superhero, they feel like they do.
2: Uh, We don't, maybe we don't need one of these. We also have
0: yet another, Sharon's in a dangerous situation with the two of them and they disappear and suddenly Static and Gear show up. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, we say this every time, but God, I'm so tired of
2: that. I like, the show's almost over. Like, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think this is gonna happen.
0: I swear to Christ, I read a, a, a spoiler somewhere that said Mr. Hawkins finds out at some point. It might be, like, the last episode or I'm something. I'm going to but... tell you,
2: it's, we've got three left, so... Yeah.
0: If it happens, it's going to be next week for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else?
2: Uh, Like J- a big open vat of toxic waste.
0: Yeah, that was such a... Like, seriously, I said this in my summary, but, like, this is the DC universe. The Joker probably happened ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Why do you still have precarious catwalks over big vats? It's
2: probably fine. It's It's not. It's just, it's like, even ignoring falling in, which is real easy. Yeah. um, The fumes, you guys, like. Yeah, cover your vats. That's a giant bubbling vat of toxic waste.
0: I mean, we don't know what's in there, but it wasn't. Pleasant, and they, they got a commercial break uh, mm. cliffhanger out of Sharon plummeting toward it, so it's obviously dangerous. Yeah,
2: no, you l- listen, it could just be hot Kool-Aid, I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or an
0: ecto-cooler, probably. Yeah, there you go. It was green. It was, like, <laughs> toxic green.
2: It's where all the world's population of ecto-cooler went after 1990.
0: Mm. 1990? Yeah. I thought that shit survived well into the
2: 90s. Ghostbusters 2 was uh, 89. Ecto- oh, was that a
0: tie-in with that? I thought it was I think so, for the later yeah. stuff.
2: Okay, all right, fair
0: enough. I, it, it's always a thing that, like, you you know, uh, people in your age group, like the kids who grew up in the 90s, mentioned, mm-hmm. so I just assumed it was, you know, went on longer than that.
2: I, I never had Ecto Cooler. I thought it looked disgusting.
0: Okay. I was going to say, you didn't? That's not very on brand, but you thinking it looks disgusting is also on
2: brand. So. Yep, yep. Also, <laughs> yeah. I hate Slimer, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. He was the Richie w- of Ghostbusters, really.
2: I um had the weird thought that it's like, I don't want to give this guy money. <laughs>
0: I love like little six-year-old Maggie having that thought.
2: I hate this guy, Mom. Don't. <laughs> they changed my favorite cartoon into Slimer meets the Real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. They give him a whole fucking episode every week, and I I'm lucky if I get to see any of the guys I actually like mm-hmm. animated in the way that they're supposed to be. It all looks like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon, and not a he's good got one. exactly, and not a good one. Yeah. His bad guy looks like the like a Gary Larson cartoon. <clears throat> I fucking hate this shit. I am not paying money for <laughs> to drink his gross juice.
0: Again, this whole rant you just said, I am picturing. Little, little six-year-old Maggie mm-hmm. and a giant word balloon encompassing what you just said.
2: Yep. It would have been uh, 1989, so I'd have been 84, 85, mm. 86, six. 87, 88. Yeah, five year, uh, six years
0: old. All right. right, No, you wouldn't have been five for most of the year because mm-hmm. your birthday's yeah. in December. You're right. No, that's
2: the thing. I go by 84 because I, yeah. I was born in 83.
0: Yeah. No, I. it's easy for me to remember because you guys are like the same age as my brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also you're the same age as my, my partner, which mm-hmm. helps. Yep. But yeah
2: well I mean she thinks she's 40 and has done for the last five years so uh, well.
0: I look you don't correct Amanda okay I uh, listen I know yeah you just don't you knew this before I did mm-hmm. uh I actually there were a couple of moments in this episode where I didn't find Richie completely insufferable
2: too sure
0: that near the end just when they're in the fight they they got a little bit of good banter going not not Tons, not like great. This character is fixed. Just I like,
2: like last episode quality.
0: No, well, I'm just saying, like there's uh-huh. there's there's a little bit of like this is the way forward. Just make them banter equally instead yeah. of him trying to outdo Virgil all the time. That being said, my quote. Mm. Is him doing maybe the worst fucking hip-hop speak thing yet? Yup, this is bad. Which is this.
1: Whoa! This ride is trickity-tricked out! DVD, HD, TV, GPS!
0: Jesus Christ, Richie, what is wrong with you?
1: Just, just...
2: We're
0: just in a have... car with a famous, like a, like a celebrity, don't yeah. embarrass... You already embarrassed me in front of my family, but, but in front of this guy?
2: Come on. Just have Virgil lean over and punch him in the arm, you know? Yeah.
0: Look, remember what we talked about? Every don't, time you, you culturally appropriate, you get punched.
2: Yeah. This is don't, how it goes. Don't do this. Richie's arm is just, like, dangling off at the bone yeah. at this point.
0: This is, this is, like, I can't say it out loud because I don't want to, like, properly embarrass you. This is our code. If I mm-hmm. kick you under the table. Yeah. Stop it. Knock it off. What'd I do, dog? Ugh. Uh, please, please stop. Uh the DC Wiki, once again pointing out stuff I completely don't care about, says when we saw the flashback to the Big Bang where they're they're describing what happened to them. Uh it happened slightly differently than it did in the pilot. Just shut up.
2: Yeah. Look. Like a,
0: a different weapon shot the helicopter or whatever. I don't remember yeah, exactly.
2: Fi- what it was. Who cares? Who like, like shut up. It was a very big bang. A lot could have been going on. Okay. So
0: we now have better art and animation and maybe this is what it was supposed to look like in the mm-hmm. first place.
2: Yeah. Settle down.
0: Yeah it was it was real scribbly back then, and mm-hmm.
2: uh, very
0: vague reports, you know,
2: yeah uh it, what else? it looks better, but the writing's worse
0: ah, the writing's about the same to me, like yeah. i said it's it's uneven, like we will get dismal episodes, we will get fine episodes, and every now and then we get a we get a real good one mm mm-hmm. that's how it's been working out, and it's uh, that's how it's always been working like i if you if you took it by season, I would say it's been all it's always been the same mm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't think I like this show. Oh, here's a great one. And yep. now they're back to where they were.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Which, I know it doesn't line up this way, but my brain just wants to say those are the ones Dwayne McDuffie did. No. Some, no. Sometimes he wrote some garbage, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. He's great. And I'm sorry he's dead. But uh, sometimes he wrote some garbage.
2: Yeah. It happens.
0: I He had a higher ratio than pretty much anyone else I
2: can think of, though. Yeah. But. All I think right. I'm like ten minutes away from doing like a reread of his Fantastic Four, actually. I've been thinking about that run a lot.
0: <laughs> did he do Fantastic Four? He did. He did I don't uh, think I knew
2: that. He did a run of Fantastic Four. Um his his F was uh uh Johnny Ben and uh Storm and Black Panther. Oh. Yeah. Very good. It was it was really good from when, what I remember. When was it's been this? a while. I mean, I know you might not uh, remember
0: the exact year or whatever. This but like, would when,
2: have been I this was, was around it before the Wade run? Uh it was after the Wade Run, I think it was around uh, Civil War.
0: Okay, so like so 2005-ish. It would have been
2: like maybe it was either after the Wade Runner, after the J. Michael Straczynski run. I couldn't tell you specific uh, exactly.
0: Okay, but that gives me a ballpark. You're not talking yeah. like the 80s, like yeah, yeah. It's like by the time you and I had met on the comics board, he was... Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I it realize. probably
2: it probably won't be too hard to find.
0: Yeah, I was excited that uh, Ryan North is starting to write that book down, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I didn't realize there was that that might that might get me in too.
2: Yeah. Fantastic Four is mostly good. That's not true. It's uh,
0: it's the same problem. And you don't I don't think you find this relatable. mm -hmm. But when I read something that has a 50 year history and expects you to remember all these complicated details, I get lost. And you you seem to like that. And that's cool.
2: That's the thing that my my brain just sucks that crap up. I know.
0: I know you do. But it's like when I read the Mm X-Men, I loved Grant Morrison's run, but they inevitably got into the real detailed history stuff and they lost me.
2: Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, I get all of this. Yeah.
0: And you also have the the kind of personality where if you don't get it, you want to know it. And Mm -hmm. I hate doing homework when I'm reading.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
0: I just want to read the thing. I
2: I listened to a five-hour podcast on... One up, one character who's been in less than 30 issues this week. Because I fucking love X Men.
0: Yeah, look, I appreciate that. Where I'm just thinking, ugh, a podcast. Gross. Gross. Who listens yeah. to
2: a podcast about superheroes?
0: I mean, a podcast about anything. Yeah. I want to hear people talk what about wrong stuff. wrong with
2: you people? Blech. Anyway, this podcast is. I uh-huh.
0: the... love you listeners, by the uh-huh. way our uh, patreon. Yeah. Oh, uh anything anything else about this? Episode? No, I, I
2: got nothing. Okay. Uh
0: there is one thing and I think we'll probably get into this more because we have a we have a, a bonus episode coming or not mm-hmm. bonus, but you know our uh I forgot what we called them for a minute. Monitor duty, our you know where we answer the mail and stuff. Yes. Uh next week is the finale and then after that. So if you want to write to us, it is kids love batman podcast at gmail. Make sure mm-hmm. you include the podcast in there. Yeah. Um gross. But yeah. uh the the reason I mentioned this is there's something I want to talk about more extensively, but I want to mention it briefly here. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, we lost uh, Kevin Conroy this week.
2: Oh, God, that's right.
0: And uh, I said this when I found out, but uh, I honestly believe he is one of the main reasons we do this show. If his performances weren't so consistently amazing through mm-hmm. the years, these shows might not have been noteworthy enough for us to want to talk about them.
2: No, I mean, like, look, Batman the Animated Series had amazing writing and amazing yeah. design. look, it,
0: it looked great and, and everything else, but yeah, that that without it's a good still- Batman
2: it still wouldn't have been that show that Batman is the Batman. If you you just
0: got a growly voiced guy Mm -hmm. to be Batman, it'd be, this is, this is pretty good. It should have been better though. But that guy, Oh my
2: God. Yeah.
0: Just so good. And you know, and he, and he kept it up for, Thirty years?
2: He was playing Batman as recently as yeah, like a couple of years he, I I forget when, but he was he played Batman in that uh, the Crisis crossover oh, a right. couple of years ago. Yeah, I
0: mean it was just a just a little stunt casting appearance, right? Yeah. But it was still like a very cool one.
2: I think that was like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty okay, or something. So
0: not quite thirty years because I, I this is easy for me to remember because mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series dropped the year I graduated high school and yeah. this year's thirty years. So it's not quite thirty years, but close. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also recently had a story in the DC Pride Collection this year. Yeah, that story
2: rules. You should check I, it out.
0: I, it's been sitting on my device for some time. That and the Marvel Pride uh, Collection. Mm-hmm. I just haven't read them yet. I know yeah. they're going to be good. There's a lot of mm-hmm. writers I like in there, but um, I didn't realize until <laughs> until just then, mm-hmm. until I was t- you know this year years old, that uh, he's gay. Yes, and I know he's he's out and open. Like he's he's always talked about it. I just missed that for one.
2: Yeah, reason. he. Um, a lot of people. Like, I didn't find this out until fairly recent, like, in the last few years or something. Yeah. But, uh, like, he was always sort of, he was always out, but not, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That makes sense. But well, I that just makes me admire him all the more, where he yeah. plays one of the most revered, sort of, hyper-masculine characters in all of pop culture mm-hmm. history. Yeah. And everyone just takes him seriously and doesn't, doesn't bat an eye. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, of course this gay man can be Batman. Why not? Yeah. That's that's so great. But again, I think we're gonna talk about this more on Monitor Duty. I mm-hmm. just wanted to acknowledge obviously we heard and obviously we're we're fucking heartbroken because yeah. that guy was great. Yeah. But and and I know there had been I don't know if this is still happening or not, but there had been some talk about the Bruce Tim team maybe doing another show and mm-hmm. we had talked about we're probably not gonna review it because we just like there being a sort of a finite ending for this. Yeah. But without him, there's no show. It's yeah. Like you don't like and look. Diedrich Bader is amazing. Oh, yeah. He's great on The Brave and the Bold. He's great on The Harley Quinn Show. The Harley Quinn Show had a, I would say, a quintessential take on Batman this Mm. season. I don't think you've seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, no. But it, I mean, take my word for it. Mm -hmm. It is every bit as good as anything these shows ever did. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. They hit pause on the comedy for a minute and they said, oh, yeah, by the way, we are incredibly insightful into what makes Batman tick. Here Mm -hmm. it is. And like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Our main character is a psychologist, and she can really dig into this shit if she wants to, and fuck, you're right.
2: You all forget I'm a therapist.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it was fantastic. And Diedrich Bader fucking nailed it. Like, yeah. he's not just, what I'm saying is he's not just playing a comedy version of the character on that show. No. He's, he's doing a great job. And he is, he will always be, to me, the second best Batman, but sorry. Yeah. Second.
2: I mean, I, I talked about this, on twitter this week like that's the batman i hear in my head like when i'm reading batman comics and it has been for many many years
0: well and i don't i i'm sure we talked about this when we started covering the show and it might Mm -hmm. be apocryphal even but this is what i remember is that he's the first person that really did a serious different voice for bruce oh yeah i i think that's right Mm -hmm. if not i apologize that i'm misremembering but i think that's correct and that's just a if that is true just think about how fucking like like monumentally life change like like it changes the character entirely oh oh yeah i'm playing two different guys not the same guy no one's Mm -hmm. ever approached it that way before yeah wow (laughs) so yeah lots to talk about there we will Mm -hmm. uh that'll be two weeks from now yeah
2: Send those uh, send those emails in.
0: Mm-hmm. Were you going to say cards and letters?
2: Yeah, send those. Keep those cards and letters coming.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and again, kids love Batman podcast at Gmail. Someone yeah. tried to get to us last time and realized like five minutes too late that they couldn't get in. They they learned too late that man is a feeling creature, and uh,
2: because uh, yeah, the, the greatest in the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but it is yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, our website as ever, kids love Batman dot com you can see like the artwork that uh, Vichelle has done for us he'll be doing another one for for the uh, for the monitor mm-hmm. duty episode that'll be great as ever um, I'm on Twitter at Algar I'm at
2: Maggie at Maggie robots
0: and uh, yeah that's all for this time
2: mm-hmm. See you, folks
0: twa gang gangbang babies
2: <laughs> god damn it
1: for more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.